Welcome to Movement is My Constant. In this podcast, I invite movement researchers to share their embodied knowledge through open conversations as inspiration for organizations and leaders to design the future of work. What for me is, is if you think about that when we move, is actually all these little microscopic movements in uh, within our body. It really reestablish the connection uh, and harmony. Welcome to Movement is My Constant. Today I am joined again by two guests. If you haven't watched or listened to the previous episode, I was joined by Heise and Nadia, two movement specialists and colleagues at Vice. Vice means to be wise, and it is the name and brand of a local gym offering classes, personal training, physical therapy, and nutrition with the goal to improve and educate on movement quality and awareness, and in turn, make their clients feel better. And to continue that conversation around movement quality and what it means, I invited two other colleagues who bring yet another perspective. They are also both personal trainers and combine their different expertises in the practice. So here with me is Anna. Besides being a physiotherapist, she's studying to become an osteopath and is calling with us from Italy, where she's going through uh, her internship. And I am also joined by Dirk. He is a personal trainer focusing on body mind aware, body awareness, maybe also body mind awareness, with the interest on mindfulness and meditation for sports. So welcome Anna and welcome Dirk to Movement is My Constant. Thank you. Thank you. The reason I invited you both uh, is because you're bringing this really uh, great diversity of your movement uh, specialisms and practices and as personal trainers. And this can influence the quality of the practice, practices given at the gym. Yeah, with that, I could even say it's an unordinary gym uh, where you train in a more wholesome uh, manner. And also, like last time, I always start by asking about childhood influences and experiences. Things that you did when you were a kid that you really enjoyed and that you can relate to what you do today. Anna, I would start with you. As a child, how was movement present and important in your life? How does that, you know, how it shaped your life? Well, as a child, my mother was saying that I was a monkey. So I started well <laughs> my, my early childhood. And I've always been in uh, in the sport uh, environments because with my family, we were going to the mountain and skiing, uh, mountain biking, um, running together. Uh, so that was a really good influence, I think, on my on my moral skills and on my um, way already to thinking about how to be active and uh, feel good with with sport. Then uh, I joined a handball team, and then became uh, which became my sport, and I played uh, since I was uh, 12, 13, uh, till my yeah till before coming to Amsterdam. That sport really changed my uh, my perspective about sport in the sense of I really felt uh, owning some movements, owning some my body uh, because I was in control, and I I really 
had a nice uh, yeah period where in the, in which I combined it with um, you know feeling feeling that I could reach something higher than I thought that myself and I reached the national team and at that point I was at the at the best of my you know years <laughs> I think and so that's what uh, brought me uh, to like also physiotherapy and all the movement uh, world or movement practice so that's why I also um, I came to Amsterdam to to really focus on uh, what movement is and how I could help other people feeling uh, feeling better and uh, understanding, let it, let them understand about how our body works, because that's what I what I kind of started to do it when I was a kid uh, and with handball, and then and now I'm uh, I'm uh, yeah I'm doing it to everyone I guess. <laughs> How is osteo being an osteopath? How is then the continuation of that path? When I start, when I finished to study physiotherapy, um, I felt uh, during one of my internships, I felt this different approach uh, that was going deeper than uh, physiotherapy, uh, which is looking at, um, at at the body as an integrated system. Um, with not only looking at uh, muscle and bones, joints, but in the whole uh, seeing how one thing can affect the other, um, also in a or, yeah, visual level or, you know, broader perspective. Even even we think about, um, it's not strictly related with the osteopathy, but psychology is also, uh, play a role, plays a role, uh, a lot in our, um, in our being. <laughs> so I think with osteopathy, I, I'm really discovering day by day, weekend of, uh, your study, uh, by weekend of study that, uh, that, that we are so much so complex and we will never stop, um, finding something and realizing that a movement that I asked to do or something that I touch is not only my touch, but I influence so many things at the same time. And this is what I missed on the concept of physiotherapy. Um, and this is, yeah, this is, so I'm think I, I feel that I'm in the right path. So, yeah. Dirk, how about you? Well, Anna just said that when she was a child, uh, her mother saw her as a monkey. Uh, I think I was the complete opposite. Uh, I was quite a big child. Also, when I was 10 or 11, I really started to grow really quick, which made me really long and really clumsy. So the skills of a monkey, I absolutely didn't have. But what it did give me was... Uh, I think a lot of insecurity about moving. And then somebody who really influenced me to move was my father. Uh, my father uh, was a mountaineer. He was always uh, in the mountains during summer, uh, but training during the time he was not uh, in the mountains, 
and it really pushed me to not to learn as well, to learn to work with the money that you're given and to find a way to make it make it work, but to make it in a uh, work in a way that suits you. So not for everybody, but for in my case, a long tall body. Um, and then I really noticed the older I get, uh, I, I got uh, that you really can find a base of uh, security, of confidence in understanding simple movements and understanding what your body can do. Because I really came from feeling like absolutely no control and insecure, slowly build up to more in control and to creating, yeah, I don't know, call it an honest base. Uh, and from there to go further. Was it through any sports or any, uh, or just the, the, the walking with your, the influence of walking or? Well, I, I played my youth. I played football. I played tennis. Those are really common sports, uh, here in Holland, but, uh, I played those. And in, the, in summers, I was in the mountains with my father. He always had to work. Uh, so that means that he was guiding people to the top of the mountain and then back <laughs> the next day again up and back uh, and as a child I was like oh this is, I really don't like this sometimes it could be so boring and so tiring and again and again but he had to do it it was work at the time uh, but then when I got older the mountains became higher it became more difficult became also more adventurous and dangerous and I started to understand more what was happening and also to enjoy it more. Mm. Yeah, this is really about your, uh, yeah, your, your experiences in childhood really mark your, a lot of your decisions. And it's nice to see how you were both aware, right? You, you had, uh, in different ways, you were both aware of, you know, what movement was doing for you or not doing. The key to all life experience is movement. This is a quote by Ida Rolf uh, that I also included in the conversation with Gais uh, and Nadia. And I believe it really fits the motto of move better, feel better, which is the, the brand behind uh, the gym. Uh, with this in mind, what does it really mean to move better? It's so broad. <laughs> exactly. Um, well, since I'm a uh, study osteopathy, I would like to start what for me movement is and, uh, and then say what movement better is. Mm-hmm. Um, what I've learned is that, uh, movement is basically life because if we look at into a microscopic level, microscopic level, um, we are cells and cells interact with each other. Uh, by creating um, tissues and by creating tissues uh, from tissues you create organs and organ systems and system makes up our body mm-hmm. and it's not about only the cells but it's also what we we think the cells is what for me is is if you think about that when we move is actually all these little microscopic movements in uh, within our body it really reestablish the connection uh, and harmony between 
between them. And for me, uh, when I when I asked to do a movement or when I perform my Simon movement, I'm now more aware of living out the the cells that move, but how everything moves, uh, everything is together. Mm -hmm. So the connection that we have. So to to come back to you to your question, what is to move better? Mm-hmm. Is to be aware of that you have a body, and this body moves to interact and interact with people. So our what we have is you know our self, and then we have our body, and our body we use it as a tool to interact. So more we are uh, aware of how our body works and how we can make it more fluid, more better the, the, the movements uh, more also we will uh, interact with others and more uh, with this uh, knowledge of with what happens is also when we start to move also emotions change so that's why they always say you know like that movement feels you know you feel better because it's not only about doing uh, some squats it's what the squats brings you after, you know. So I think, yeah, moving better is being uh, finding back that uh, that connection and really work on to make your body perform better in life as a tool right. and as a tool to for your psychological side, but also you know, living world. <laughs> It's yeah. interesting because I think you both you both tapped into the body mind connection, and yeah. uh, also now that you were saying about you know what it is to do a squat, and sometimes we have these ideas. You know, I go to the gym, I just you know go into this mind perspective over how to uh, do a practice or a workout or whatnot. So how can we move away from that and indeed yeah. move better? It's the quality of those movements, isn't it? So there are certain uh, steps uh, if you come to us to to check because uh, like how uh, our uh, the stage of 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 development of a of a baby you know he cannot uh, walk without crawling and he cannot crawling without being seated you know because muscles work. Uh, together to perform that movement, but sometimes you need to to meliorate, make it better the movement. You need to start from the basic. So it's like getting a a, a kid, a, a child, and see that it's not able to to sit correctly, and of course it's not going to perform as as good uh, the crawling. So well. What is nice is showing this, you know, fundamental basic of movement and then building up. So squat, for example, could be. But in the broader perspective of saying, I do this because I want to concentrate in this pattern in order to then transfer in a flow of movements, what do you like? And how does movement awareness look like in the, yeah, we're tapping now into the practices and I'm curious from both of your angles again, how does it look like this movement awareness in your own practices? 
maybe for one is more exploring, for other one is more structural. When it comes to movement and especially when it comes to training, uh, is that a lot of people come into the gym with an idea in their head for a certain goal. Mostly that's an aesthetic goal, so they want to look a certain way, but either they really want to lift a certain amount of weight. Those mostly are the are the goals that they are coming for. And then, uh, let's say you pay a certain amount, then you think, okay, then I get this product. Uh, and then when you start training, note really quickly that like real simple, can be really difficult to do it like properly and to do it with your attention. And because people are so much in a hurry, they don't want to take the time mm-hmm. to learn basic stuff. Mm. They don't want week in, week out to do the same movement because yeah, I did it yesterday, it's boring. I want something new. I want to be entertained and I want to go out quickly. Uh, well, I think that there is so much in the simple movement and in the simple idea of repeating again and again and again. Because maybe it feels like Repeating, but every step mm-hmm. you do, it's a new movement. It's again a chance to make it perfect. But because people think so different, it's really hard to to get maybe some awareness in there and be like, okay, let's try it this way, you know? Yeah, yeah. Because they let's see if we that. can change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because of that perspective of I'm just, I just want to fix this, or I just want to, you know, improve this very. Yeah. I mean, it's in two months, I want a six pack. It's not in two months, I want to learn uh, a lunch. Anna, do you have anything you'd like to add to what Dirk was saying? Or I think what Dirk said is very true. <laughs> and, uh, Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> no, I do really. Um, I think awareness um, to people that come to the, you know, just, just doing an example. You come to the clinic and you see sometimes... Sometimes, you know, not always, but, uh, that they are in their, in their mind and they're maybe thinking about, you know, other things and rather to be there. But the movement awareness for me is you are there to do something for your body, to do something for yourself. So it's a moment of, of, of being one, putting all your attentions in something that for all the other 23 hours of your day, it's you don't really care about it because you're going working, you're going to grocery. So our body is 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 our home. So we need to give the give it the time with awareness to perform to perform better, to to move better. And and yeah, what Dirk says is we need to be patient, like in everything. <laughs> patient uh because it's um myself too huh like i i when i start running i i want to achieve that goal but i know now that to achieve that goal you need a little bit of structure and i know like we are human so we need we want we want to achieve that we're achievers but sometimes it's you know good to 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 take our little little steps to get there and yeah, because at the end it's uh, how and 
I think um, what we do is in, in the clinic advice is making sure that they know the importance of it. Because if they do a squat and say, yeah, but I've already done it. I understand that you've already done it, but then the explanation after that is the one that counts. And this is what our kind of job is, is to lead a bit of more awareness, to give a bit more awareness. Yeah. yeah. Curious if, if the clients, you know, if people who come to both of your, um, of your practices, can you see change in this awareness? I do have uh, uh, just a recent uh, example of this woman that has for all her life had pain in the, in the Achilles, both Achilles, because she was dancing a lot. And uh, and uh, she came to me not being aware of what actually her body was, how her uh, she was putting a load in her body by just doing a lot of uh, um, movements with their toes, you know, in her toes. So showing her um, what actually was doing and what's the, the strength of the mobility that the, the, their t- the muscles or uh, were were lacking or were you know to to work on, she really realized how um, important was the the work aside of dancing, you know. And she said, ah, so that's what I need to get that flexibility. That's what I need to get even better at uh, dancing. So I think I we try our best. I try our best <laughs> to to say it in a very simple way, direct uh, in in their direct experience what could what could change and what it needs to be done to 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 achieve what they want. Yeah, and uh, now I'm also curious, uh, Dirk. What is the mix of your practices then, and how how do you use maybe you know mindfulness and and also in your own practice to make this connection? So also go a bit to the back to the question you asked before. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like it's when you learn somebody a certain movement and you really take the time to do that, and somebody starts from the lower level and he ends, say, does the movement in the correct way or a nice way, then that's something like riding a bike. That's something you learn and then that's then something that's yours. I mean, if they would come to us and say like, okay, I want this and we could do it like a magic tooth and they could do it, then in the two weeks, they lose the movement again and they come back. So then the responsibility for it lays not in yourself, but it's always with the therapist or it's always with the trainer. It's always somewhere else because if I go there, they will fix it for me and, and I don't have to take responsibility. But when I put in the effort, when I learn, then they understand that the responsibility for every movement you make lies with yourself. Mm-hmm. And if you learn, and it stays. And it, it's true. It's very true. I yeah. give responsibilities and and taking responsibilities to to own your body and to yeah. make that progresses. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm curious. What have you seen? You know, this was a year, an odd year of lots of stagnation in my in my view. So, what did you see? You know, in people, in movement, 
Well, there, there were, I think there were two, uh, two kind of, uh, categories. The one that really realized I need to, uh, move and they start to move better. And the other ones are maybe because not stimulated, but they're like, okay, I can just stay home and not doing anything. I definitely recognize what Arna says. So a lot of people are really eager, but the, the other side of the coin, uh, of people who really uh, suffer uh, under certain circumstances. Uh, so it, it, it's more mental. Uh, they feel, uh, yeah, no energy, tired. Uh, and mostly one of the main things uh, I noticed is being alone. So loneliness. And to move is not a solution. But it's a way of, of being busy with yourself and being, in the end, okay with being alone in this yeah. time, or at least dealing with alone. Yes. It's, uh, it's a way of fighting those heavy emotions and yeah. feelings. For each one of you right now, what are your favorite ways to move? For me, it's running. I try to run three, four times a week. Not def- not uh, really that long. It's, it's between ten, uh, ten and fifteen, I would say. Uh, but it's it's just like for me. And I also notice that the same thing happens when walking. But then I need to be like uh, in, in nature or something, not in the city because it's too crowded. But like I notice when I think I really get into a so I got trapped somewhere else. It's really a way of clearing my mind. Um, yeah. I'm exercising the garden of my house now, <laughs> just because I don't have any any tools, and I got a elastic band and rings, and just trying to discover new things. But also for me, it's running as well. Um, Especially here in Italy, I would say, <laughs> because uh, as as there goes to say, natural gives gives a a big touch. And um, if you're running the nature, if you walk, uh, hike in the mountain, just gives me that that triggers to to disappear from the world and to say I am there. <laughs> so. Yeah, and, and if you could share like a uh, uh, you know this top tip of movement that everyone should just do, you know, do you have anything, any any thoughts about it? Like, oh, you know, every morning I always, I don't know, stretch this many times, or you know, it's great to also always stop, you know, your work from this period of times. Do you have any of those? Tips? I think it's really. A- Really important uh, that when you do any kind of movement, that uh, what you promise with yourself to do, let's say every day or every week or whatever, to make it small. So whether it's 10 times or 15 times or two minutes, but make it really small and make sure that uh, feel like, oh yes, I can do this. I can do this. So if it's every day a minute, 
And it doesn't really matter, I feel like, what movement you're doing, as long as it, it's a movement and you really focus on trying it, doing it seriously for the time that you plan, and then you will slowly progress, I know for sure, because you get this positive feedback all the time. But you uh, move uh, in any and in any plane possible, <laughs> it's better than just in sitting and, and standing. So, yeah, if you really need to, to, like, if you really want one, uh, one specific or like one part of the body to more look into, um, it's, it's, well, walk. Like just just going for walks or legs, but also the the lumbar lumbar spine where actually all starts, or where is the the one that more is more prone to not move because we move our neck, you know, even at work we move our neck, but then when we sit there it's like compressed and uh, we don't really um, turn. So if you're in in front of the computer. Standing up, move, turn, side bending, and all these things, you know. Uh, but the, the the real concept is what Dirk said. I have two last questions. Uh, one of them, uh, it's really about, I'm curious to know today, what keeps you both most excited to work with your clients? For me, it's discovering movement patterns and how I can uh, transfer my knowledge of how the body works anatomically speaking in a in a in a book to uh to movements so i think that this practice really keeps my my triggers and uh, you know um yeah exploring and and stuff yeah and of course there is a big but you cannot know everything but uh there is a big uh, field which is the body mind and how the body minds communication actually uh, influence what the patient is is is, uh, is is feeling, and but that's another big uh, thing. But I discovered just uh, you know that could be a, a ne- the next step. <laughs> okay. To get to know somebody. Um, and when you work with somebody one-on-one, it's in certain ways really intimate um, because like when you move or when you exercise, of course you're also going to do stuff that you can't do or don't want to do or don't like and then you see certain emotions, certain reactions. So you get to see a side of people that they maybe don't want to show they're not uh, proud of or not happy with. And on the other hand, also, uh, you get uh, to know somebody uh, because you share stories with each other. Why is movement your constant? Movement is life. So you need you need to move and that's it. You, you cannot stop because if you stop, you see people in a hospital lying for a week and they are completely destroyed of muscle. Mm-hmm. So movement is what keeps us alive and what keeps us 
our emotions alive and our interaction with the world. So, yeah. 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 And it's really worth paying attention to that. Mm. So not to see it as normal or that it just goes really. Be aware that you have to do it and that you have to take care of it. Yeah. Lovely. Well, thank you both. This is really nice to, to see you and have the chance to catch up and really like pick your brains a little bit more about your passions and your work. Thank, thank you, so you a lot, Anna, for inviting us. And yeah, it's nice to share these, uh, these thoughts. Yes, thank you. It was awesome.